Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Friday, Friday, June 17th. So you know what that means. It's Fighting Friday. It's Fighting Friday. Oh, my arm, my arm is falling. My, it's all, this, the, the, the green screen effect is, uh, it's all over the place. Whatever. We're trying a new platform. So, so I don't know. You're a little, my arm disappears sometimes. My head disappears. Is that going to happen? Something like that. It'll work itself out at some point. But uh, we're covering MMA today for a big 14-fight card for tomorrow on DraftKings. Feel free to uh, give me those thumbs up. Stummy thumbs on your first, uh, not the ones that disappear. Like this one disappears, but this one will stay. So give me the thummy thumbs. Give me smash the like button, the subscribe button. It even says on the bottom. I can even see it on the bottom right now. Be sure to smash it. Right, I see R.C. Bremen here. Good morning, Zuki Singh. Ah, Zuki Singh, number two in the chat. Didn't get here early enough. Doug Montgomery, good morning. Daniel Hutchins, yo. Uh, with all, If you're here for baseball, baseball will be later today. So if you want to hit that notification bell, Grinders Live, they'll be covering uh, at 5 o'clock all the baseball stuff. Uh, crunch Time is free right after that. Presented by FanDuel with Kevin Roth. He'll take a, it's, it's hot outside. Right, I don't know how much weather other than than heat there is, but I'll be covering that. There's also a FanDuel strategy video for premium members. They, they betcha, that's a new site or something like that for for prop betting. Uh, live locks on the scores and odds channel. We got we got you covered. We got you covered here. So uh, so subscribe to Roto Grinders Premium. Uh, we recorded a uh, me, Mike, and Liam a two hour podcast on uh, the MMA Ground and Pound, uh, breaking down all the fights giving you a bunch of DFS strategy, construction tips from me. Liam, you know, knows the fighters more than me and Mike. Uh, and uh, and we go through the, the entire card. The expert survey should be coming out also for premium members. Alan Alexander in the chat. Hey, guys. Good morning. But let's let's get to uh, let's get to the card. We'll switch over, switch over windows so I could. Let's see. Can I? OK, OK. I don't Oh, that's too bad. Oh, there I go. There we go. OK. Uh Okay, so let's go over the context of tomorrow's slate. I think that's that's the biggest thing you should be you should be going over first before you start building lineups, before you start looking at odds. I mean, once you look at odds, before you start looking at ownership, before you start looking at anything. Okay, now it's a fourteen fight card. Okay, so let's well let's uh, discuss the differences between small cards and large cards. Okay, we we do this every week. Okay, small cards. You prioritize winning, right? You get six winners, like with only 11 fights on a slate or 10 fights or nine fights. We think in terms of very sim- similar to baseball, right? 15-game baseball slate versus a four-game baseball slate. Well, on a 15-game baseball slate, it's more likely that there, since there's more teams, that there's some teams that may put up 10-plus runs. Four-game slate, less likely to happen because there's only eight teams playing. Very similar mentality to MMA. So with 28 fighters to choose from, there's more likelihood that the top six fighters on the slate will all score 100 plus points and the winning score will be, you know, in the high 600s, low 700s or something. So like just simply winning is not is not as likely to be good enough to make the optimal lineup or the winning GPP lineup. So it's someone scoring, you know, 82 points in a decision in the in the high 7,000s or low 8,000s, most likely doesn't make the optimal, okay? 
especially in a card. We got a lot. We got a lot of fighters that have 40 plus percent chances of winning inside the distance. Okay. So a little bit more likelihood for more finishes. And now we have that with the salary ranges and the win odds, we see a lot of slates where the, like last week, for instance, last week we had one decent, the Shevchenko was a big favorite. And then the next, next was, uh, was Manel cop and he got scratched. Uh, but Manel cop was like minus two fifty, and he was the second highest priced fighter on the slate. We have guys, we have Dariyev who's minus two forty. He's eighty six hundred. Dawkins minus two sixty, eighty seven hundred. Hawes minus two seventy, nine thousand. We have a lot of fighters. Ten out of the fourteen fights on the slate feature a two to one or better favorite, which means this slate, in general, there are going to be more favorites that win than underdogs. Okay, a lot of these underdogs. We'll see a plus two hundred underdog on another slate be one of the cheapest fighters on the slate. So it's a lot of, lot of much more tilted uh, fights, not as close. I mean, two to one, two to one, three to one is not like runaway. I mean, Cody Stamen's minus 500. It's an 83 win probability based on that minus 500. So that's a substantial favorite, but it's not that much different than a 74%, right? So 74, 74% is like almost three to one. 83% is, is a little over five to one. We only have a couple of fights like Gregory Rodriguez minus 180, 64%. So even like McGee Wells is kind of the only fight that's really in pure pick'em land. And then the other Cerrone and Lausanne and uh, Ismi, uh, Demir kind of in the, in the middle range. These are more like 60-40 type fights, right? Three to two type fights. So understand the perspective that most likely... On a slate where there are much more heavier favorites and a lot more of them, that the optimal lineup is going to contain much more salary. Last week, on the other hand, we had a lot of dogs. That, I mean, we had some. We had we had two dogs that ended up as favorites by the time they the, the lines closed. So on that type of slate, it's much more likely that a lineup with forty eight thousand, leaving two thousand of salary on the table, could be optimal. This is the opposite scenario. This is, it's much more likely that a lineup that uses most of their salary or at least doesn't leave 2000 on the table or something is optimal. So the, these are the con contextual things you should be looking at just by looking at the odds, just by looking at the win odds, the inside the distance odds before you even look at ownership or projections or nothing, right? So you look at this and you go, okay, even, uh, even, Regardless of duplication, most likely the winning lineups are going to 49.5 plus, right? Use most of the salary. It's going, to, it's going to contain four favorites and two underdogs, right? Or five favorites and one underdog, even though that type of lineup may be duplicated a little bit too much. So most likely, you're probably not going to be playing a lot of lineups that have four dogs in it, three, four, five dogs, leaving salary on the table or paying up, paying up for like, like, Two ninety five hundred, like playing for Stamen, Yanez, and then having three or four underdogs. Those types of lineups. You're thinking of more of a mix of like two nine Ks, two eight Ks, two seven Ks. That that's a more likely scenario on the context of this slate. Of course, MMA very high variance. You never know the winning lineup. Who knows? Maybe five dogs win with a hundred plus point scores, and the optimal lineup leaves twenty seven hundred on the table. It's hey, it could happen. It can happen. 
So those are the contextual things I look at. Now, the problem with using most of your salary, and we should all know this when it comes to MMA DFS, is that you're going to run into more duplicates. You're naturally going to run into more duplicated lineups for these large field GPPs. But it's a 14-fight slate. So there are ways to use most of your salary and get unique or under five dupes. Because if we now take a look at ownership, so I'm going to bring up the, here's the, the, the Roto-Grinders ownership. And some of these figures I don't necessarily agree with, and we'll adjust them uh, accordingly. That we, we got in this 9K range, Hawes 37%, Giannis 35%, but Stamen 18, Ramos 16, DePaula 13, Jasmine Jasuda Vicious 12%. Like com- there are combinations here that may be unique. And then in the 8K range, that's where all the popularity is going to be. Because if you take a look at the odds differences, like, look, we got a Holland plus 135 inside the distance. Dawkins plus 170 inside the distance. Dariah plus 115 inside the distance. Rodriguez plus 130 inside the distance. Cerrone plus 125 inside the distance. There are a lot of guys in this 8K range that have about the same chances of winning as some of these 9K fighters with either equivalent or better inside the distance odds, right? More higher ceilings, right? So is there a need to even pay up in the 9K range? I think a lot of people are going to be working a lot in this 8K range, and we can see by the ownership. Holland, 32%. Cater, 40%. Obviously, the main event, a five-round fight. Doc is 28. Duraev, 36. Rodriguez, 39. Cerrone, 40. Jeremiah Wells, 30%. So, like, if you're playing a lineup where, like, like, you're going to, you're going to, if you're going to play a lineup where like Jer- Jeremiah Wells, I said this on the MMA ground and pound. If you're going to play a lineup where Jeremiah Wells is your second lowest salary fighter, the likelihood of that lineup being duped is very high. So let, let, let's run through that. I haven't done this. Maybe we can find a unique lineup or something close to it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just, I'm going to add a group just just not, I'm not building lineups. I'm just showing to you this as an example. So let's let's build. Uh, let me bring up so I could see it on this side of my screen. Uh, okay, DraftKings. Okay, so I'm gonna just put in all the all the fighters underneath Wells. So Lazan, Akatuda Ladze, I believe I pronounced that right. Marquez, Marquez Buckley, Olidze. What we're doing here is I'm going to make it so that you can only play one of these guys. See how many lineups that could be available. Emmett means win. Win. Silva. Oliveira. Love these. I love these large cards. I love them. Kelly and Wideland. Okay. Okay. So let's take a look. We only are allowed to play one of these guys, which means, you know, Wells at 8K in the Pick'em fight. He's technically an underdog, yes. But how many lineups can we make? Right, I'm going to start building. Can we make Can we make 300? Within the salary, and obviously within the salary cap. But you can only use one of these, these fighters. Now, I think we can make a lot of them, actually, because you're going to be substituting one guy out. If you leave money on the table, right? So we could we could still make plenty of these lineups, but a lot of them are going to be duped, right? Because you're going to have to sh- basically you have to you're going to have to shove in 
like four 8K guys into your lineup. Like, let's build 300 and see what shows up. What fighters show up in these lineups? Okay, we're almost there. 275, 280, 285. So I'm showing you how to use Lineup HQ as a research tool, even if you're not going to build 150 lineups. You can do this for single entry, three max. Using an optimizer as a research tool is one of the biggest benefits you could have. Okay, so here we go. Who do we get a lot of? Cerrone, right, in 8,300. Cater, Wells, Rodriguez, Durayev, Holland, right. All these 8K, 8K range guys. And then you always, then you then you just basically shove in some cheap guy. Who do we not get? We don't get much Stamen or Ramos or Jasmine or DePaula, right? Because you can barely ever spend uh, 9K, over 9K on a fighter. But you get a lot of this middle range. But look how much, how owned. Let me try to get that off. Okay, look how owned. 40%, 40%, 30%, 39 36 32 And look how much salary. 49.9, 50000 Do we have some cheapies? Let's see. Salary low to high. It's running a little bit slow. Okay, 49.1. Chavez, and then basically, look, Cater, Durayev, Cerrone, Rodriguez, Wells, Chavez. I mean, look at the ownership still there. 201. This lineup is going to be duped. Look, look how much combination. Like, let's let's go to the combination calculator, okay? Which is a blunt, it's not perfect, but it'll give you a sense. Okay, so I'm going to go to the combo calculator. These are the these are the 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 contests from last week. I don't know if do we have a, a different field sizes. I think we're about the same. Let me check my phone. I don't think I think we're we're similarly 30 31 372. Okay, so let's change that 31. 372. Let's uh let, let's just enter them all in. Why not while we're here? Okay. So let's see. The the haymakers 11. Okay, so the haymakers are much smaller because last week was a pay-per-view card. 11, 890. The hook is 5882. The $5 arm bar is 9512. Knockout. I believe, I believe it's about the same, right? I, I got one entry in there. 300, okay, so now only 300. And the triangle, the 3 max 200 is 194, so a little bit smaller. Okay, so we adjusted that. All the prices are the same and everything. Okay, so let's see what the product ownership of that line, of the, this type of line. You're leaving 900 on the table, but you're still using, look how many... Look at look at these fighters. So 40, 36, 40. We're not going to deal with the decimal points. 40, 36, 40, and 39, 30, 14. 30, 39, 14. Average dupes 20. Product ownership is 0.09%. In the main in the big GPP. This lineup, on average, would be duped 29 times. You're leaving 900 on the table. But this combination of these five fighters here, right? Because you can replace Chavez with all the, with, I mean, some of these guys are more, are more owned, right? If we go to, like, Chavez is, is, is only 14% owned here. So even if, even if you go down to Wineland, which is the lowest owned, 
okay, at six. Let's just call him six. Even even there could be seven. So let's change Chavez to Wineland. This lineup is still on average due 12 times. In addition to you, 13. And that's the lowest, right? You could fit in a, a, a higher owned fighter, a better fighter, not leave as much money on the table. So like just the combination of those fighters, like that, to me, that would be a group that you never play. Like, how is it possible for you to get unique when you go to the, my lineups? By playing so, you're playing five fighters that are going to be 30 plus percent on. So using lineup HQ to figure these things out. Wells, Rodriguez, Cerrone, Duray of Cater. And even if you replace one of these guys, let's say, what do we have room for? We have room for anyone. So let's say you replace Durayev with Holland. Well, Holland's 32% owned. That's not going to change much. Let's say you don't play the main event. Let's say you take out Cater and you put in Holland instead. So you take out a 40% owned fighter and you put in a 32% owned Holland. Okay? What do you get then? That's still going to be due for, on average 10 times. Right? It's just these combinations, 30, 30, 30, like playing five guys, five fighters, over 30% owned. I'm not sure if any of those lineups are not going to be duplicated too many times for it to be uh, profitable long-term to play. Okay, so let's let so let's do that. So now that we understand that, let's let's put let's put them together. Okay, so who do we got in the thirty-plus range? Okay, in the thirty-plus range, because now we're trying to figure out. Okay, is there a way for us to only play one dog under eight thousand? And still be unique. That's the problem we're looking to solve. If there is a solution. Okay, so let, let's, uh, okay, all these all these 30 plus percent owned fighters, let's put into a group. Okay, so who's 30 plus percent owned on the slate? Uh, we got Yanez. Uh, Yanez okay, is going to be over 30. Hawes, I think Hawes is. Holland. Cater. I don't know about Dawkins. I don't know what we have for Dawkins. Let's let's just take a look here. Twenty-eight. Okay, let, let, we'll we'll cut him out of it. We'll cut him and Ismagulov out of it. And Emmett is twenty-nine percent, which is pretty high, but we'll we'll leave him in for now. Also, okay. So we got Cater, Duraev, Rodriguez, Cerrone. Okay, so let's do that. Rodriguez, Duraev, Aroni, and Wells. Okay. Now we're going to make it so you can't play you can't play five of them in a lineup, but you can play four of them in a the lineup. I'm not sure if that's even worthwhile. All right. So let's let's take the four lowest owned. Let's just experiment using using exaggeration. The four lowest owned out of that bunch. Okay, so who are the four lowest on 30 plus percent on fighters? Okay, we got Wells at 30, right? We could get rid of these. Okay, Wells at 30. And that's mine. Okay, Wells at 30. Then who's next after Wells? Holland at uh, 32. So we got 32. Derive at 36 or even 35. 32, 35. Okay, so let's go to 32, 35, 32, 
35. And who's the next? Next one. Who's 36? Darayev is 36. Okay. So if you play the four lowest owned fighters, there's two spots left. Let's run, let's run the combinations and see. Okay, now we could now we could go to combination. Now we could go, uh, let's see, let's go back here. I have to move my screen around. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna lock them in. I'm gonna turn this group off. I'm gonna turn both of them off. Okay, so I'm gonna lock in. I'm gonna lock in what? We got Holland, Yanez, Durev. Wells. Let's, let's, let's even like, if, if we keep beyond as there, I mean, obviously we have what average remaining salary, 7550. There aren't going to be many kind. We ran this. Well, let's run this. 39. So those come only because Giannis is 9,400. So 39, we put 39 in the combinations. Average dupes nine. Okay. Not horrible, but still way too many dupes. This would maybe you make this combination for the 555. Looks like the hook. You may be you may be okay. Right? Average dupes one. There's only 71 lineups available. Right? 39 combinations. So yeah, so probably gonna be duped once. But in the knockout of the triangle, you could probably you could do that and get away with it. And that's what the lowest stone. Now imagine if we we plugged in Gregory Rodriguez instead of one of these guys. It would be more, it would be more combinations. So let's take Giannis out of the equation because he's the most, most, most uh, highest salary, because because that gives us less combinations. So replacing a thirty-five percent owned guy with, uh, let's say, a thirty-seven percent owned horse. Okay, so we're gonna go back thirty-seven percent. So there, okay. combinations. Out of all these four. So let's lock those in. So we got Hawes, Holland, Durayev, and Wells. And maybe we even we, we make the let's let's make it even less salary. So let's lock in instead of Hawes, we put in Rodriguez at 39. So 37, and let's run this. 37 to 39. So let's see how many combinations there are of the remaining two fighters. 83. That's what it seems like. Is it going to stop at 83? Yeah, it's going to stop at 83. We put in 83 here. Average dupes five. Okay. I remember, average dupes. There may be some lineups in here with these four fighters in combination that are actually unique. And there may be some that are duplicated 10 plus times. This is just a the blunt calculation. But this line, but even with these four fighters. Most of these combinations are duped enough times. Remember, it's also a 14-fight slate. Like, if it was an 11-fight slate, I may be fine with this. I may be just like, how many uniques can I find within reason? And maybe I could get away with this. But this seems like the, there's too many. I'm using uh, four of the lowest-owned out of the highest-owned fighters, not using a main event fighter, not using a cater, the main event favorite. And even then, with two spots left and being able to leave as much salary on the table as I want, I still get an average dupes of five. So maybe, maybe we look at this, maybe we look at that group, and maybe we don't even, we, we don't want more than three. 
Okay, so let's take a look. Can we can we run? Remember, what, what are we looking to solve? The original point. Can we just play one dog underneath eight thousand? And still and 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 not be not be duped a million times. Okay, so I'm gonna enable this max three now. And only one dog. Okay. So let's 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 see what we let's unlock this and let's see let's see what happens. What are we building? What do these lineups look like? With a maximum of three of this of all these 30 plus percent owned fighters, and no more than one underdog. Under under eight thousand, because obviously technically Wells is an underdog. Okay, we're get, we're get, we're getting lineups. So I want to see what I want to see what the ownership of these lineups look like. Now, if you want M, if you want like MMA takes, you may be you may be listening, you may be watching and going, why aren't we talking about the fights? Why aren't we talking about the actual fights? What's going to happen to them? Go subscribe to Roto Grinders Premium. We took two hours MMA ground and pound. We talked about all of that, compared it to ownership and all of that. This is a DFS strategy show, so I'm dealing with DFS. This is this is DFS strategy, especially in MMA. How do we build lineups that are not that are not duplicated a hundred times? Right, that's like number one. That's like you're going to be building lineups that if you build twenty lineups for the large field contest and they're all duped thirty plus times, you lose. You lost. Good luck running doing that over and over again and see how much money you lose. Yeah. When you win, you get uh, two thousand dollars. And when and if you don't, you you, you never win a hundred thousand. You never win five figures. You never did it. It's a losing proposition. Okay, so you're getting a lot of Ismagulov, right? You're still trying. You're still playing a lot of the mid range stuff, right? Okay, so take a look. So you barely get any Stamen. You barely get any Yanez. You're still spending in that mid range. You're getting probably getting. Just look at a Cater. Cater versus Emmett. So you take a look. As far as ownership is concerned, let's look high to low on ownership. These are still high-owned lineups. Okay, so here we go with Emmett, Ismagulov, Rodriguez, Cerrone, Dawkins, Darayev. 49.9. 197 is still a lot. Still a lot of ownership. So let's put let's put this in the combo calculator. Okay. I'm going to move this off to the side. Makes it easy for us. Easy for me, at least. I'll bring that back in a second. Okay. So this lineup is one, obviously one combination. And let's take a look. This is the highest owned cumulative ownership sum lineup. 29, 23, 39, 40, 28, 36. 24 dupes. Yeah, we're dead. Yeah, you don't, you don't do this. Now let's take a look at the lowest owned in total ownership. Right, ownership sum. Okay. I have it on my screen on the other side. It's Wineland, McGee, Cerrone, Jasmine, Holland, Cater. This, this may work. This may work. It still has two 40% on fighters and a 32% on fighter, but it also has a 12, a 12, and a 6 in it. So let's take a look at this. Okay. So you get Wineland at 6, McGee at 12, Cerrone at 40, Jasmine at 12, Holland at 32. And cater at 40. There we go. Boom. We got one. We got one. Spends 50000 in salary. Okay. That's a very big key. I mentioned this on the MMA Grounded Pound podcast. 
and it's going to be in my expert survey, my hot take of the week, is that the winning lineup in the large field GPP, either the winning lineup or the uh, the optimal lineup, uh, is gonna is gonna be unique yet still spend fifty thousand in salary. And maybe it turns out to be forty nine nine, and I'm slightly off. But there are a lot more uniques. There are going to be a lot more lower duplicated lineups available to you at higher salaries because it's a fourteen five card and a lot between eighty six hundred and ninety five hundred. There's so many combinations of those fighters. And then in the low range, there's so many combinations of those fighters that uh, as long as like not like every single chalk piece smashes, that it's still possible that a 50K lineup will be unique. Now there's less unique. I mean, it's not like there's a lot of them, but not like last week. Last week, I mean, you could barely find any lineups that of that, that didn't leave more than 500 on the table that were less than 10 dupes, less than 20 dupes, 11 fights slate. This you can. So this lineup, this this lineup would be fine. Of course, it relies on Wineland and McGee. And it, it, hey, if this it goes through, this this wins. Uh, you know, fifty thousand. Is it fifty thousand? A hundred thousand? Actually, the average dupes. This is not going to be unique. Like average is like two, right? It's you and someone else. So this lineup still may be duped once with someone. With two 40% on fighters. So it can be done. Because remember, remember our speculate what we were trying to hypothesize. Can we build a lineup with only one fighter under 8,000? Now, if you're not playing, if you're playing two fighters under 8,000, now there's a lot more combinations. But I'm just looking, are there, how many combinations that aren't going to be duped too many times under, with you're only playing one underdog, especially on a slate where, there we have a lot more heavy favorites on the slate. And how come my, my target, my target number is just getting stuck there? Okay, there we go. Yeah, my green, my green screen effect slows down my computer a bunch. So let's go here. Total ownership low to high. Let's look at the next one. 49.9, Kelly McGee, Cerrone, Jasmine, Dawkins, Cater. So this is very similar to this lineup. It just has a 10% Kelly over a 6% Wineland. So let's look, let's look at that. Let's change Wineland to 10%. And what does that do? Well, now, now, now you're getting to two dupes, you and two other people on average. Maybe this lineup ends up unique. It's possible. Maybe this lineup ends up being duped four or five times. That's why I said average. This is a blunt methodology on doing this. So now once we get up to Tony Kelly, 10%, Let's let's go down a little bit more. Okay, Gloria to Paula. So, so we're basically replacing Jasmine with Gloria. So we're adding another percent to the twelve over here. Okay, now now you now okay, still in very under five, possibly unique, most likely duped one or two times. This may be okay. Then we go down here. Kelly Wells is Magulov. Okay, now we have to we, let's put in some other figures. Okay, so we got Kelly, Wells at 30, 23 for Ismagulov, 12 for Jasmine, 28 for Dawkins and Cater. Okay, that's on, looks like under five. But you see, we're we're getting we're getting close. I mean, if I scroll down a bunch, I'm gonna scroll down a bunch to like maybe like the 150s range, 155. So how about like Kelly, Wells? Okay, Kelly Wells, Ismagulov. Duraev, 
So we're replacing this 20. Okay, let's go. So let's go. Kelly, Wells. Here's Magulov at 23. Durev at 36. Paula at 13. And Cater at 40. Well, now we're getting, now we're getting into, now we're getting, starting to get to almost five. So there really aren't that many lineups, right? If we move up, let's say to the, to the 160 total ownership range, somewhere like that. Let's go through. How about something like this? How about like win, win at 13, McGee at 12, Ismagulov at 23, 39, Gregory Rodriguez, Holland at 32 and Cater at 40. Yeah, now, you, now you're getting past five. So if you, if you cut off your total ownership in lineup HQ, you could probably find some of these lineups. And remember what we're going over. Can we play a lineup with only one dog underneath 8,000? So Wells you could play, but anything, one person underneath there. And it'd still be, you know, reasonably enough unique. There aren't many of those lineups. In fact, there, there's, there's, Few enough of those lineups that I probably will not be doing it. Regard, I'll just I'll eliminate them. I won't even I won't even have them. Okay, and this is and this is while using only three of that bucket of fighters. Let's say, can we do it with two? I'm not sure. Let's see. We'll solve it. We're trying to solve this problem. So we found some lineups. So now let's go to player groups. Say, so what happens if we out of this bucket of 30 plus percent owned fighters? We do, we play no more than two of them, right? Which can sit. Look at all the all the fighters. Were, half the fighters that we're putting in here are in this mid eight k range, and we only want to play one dog under eight k. Is it possible? Let's 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 even see if it's possible. I wouldn't be surprised if I just did that and it exploded. So hold it. So step back from your computer. Take out your headphones. Maybe it's going to explode. It's going to say, "No, nah, you can't do that." But let's see. I I knew that we we're going to get someone. Okay, so it's a decent enough lineups. Okay, so max of two, right? Because it's what it's going to do is it's going to shove in Ismagulov, uh, Dawkins, McGee, the other eight K fighters that are not uh, thirty plus percent owned. Okay, so I, I, I overestimated whether or not it would explode, but this is a max of two of these mid range. Of course, Giannis is in there at ninety four hundred because he'll be thirty plus percent owned. So let's see what these lineups look like. We'll do the same thing like we did before. Look at the the highest owned and look at the lowest owned and see if there's there's uniqueness somewhere. Because we're trying to get off the common builds. But I don't want to dismiss and say, that's the common build. I don't want it anywhere near it. Well, maybe there are plenty of lineups inside of that common construction that there's still plenty unique. There, there may still be lineups that are under five dupes. Okay? So here. Here we go with low, the highest owned lineup. Cumulatively. Let's go. Okay, 173. McGee, Emmett, Ismagulov, Rodriguez, Cerrone, Dawkins. Okay? Uh, this looks like it's going to be duped. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go over to our combo calculator. Okay, let me try to move my mouse properly. Okay, so we got McGee at 12, Emmett 29, 23 for Ismagulov, 39 for Gregory Rodriguez, 40 for Donald Cerrone, and 28 for Dawkins. Yeah, 10. Yeah, no good. We're no good. 
49.5 in salary. Still no good. We're no good. Over 10. Small field, yeah, you could do you could do whatever the hell you want. All right? You're playing the 555. Feel free to play that one. Perfectly fine. Now let's go to the lowest owned. Only playing two out of that bucket. And only one dog under 8,000. Okay. We get a very similar lineup that we had before. Right? We get that Wineland line. 118 total ownership. Six for Wineland, 12 for McGee. Demir is Magulov, 23. Jasmine, 12. 28 for Dawkus. So no main event fighter and 32 for Holland. This is fine. You're good. You're done. This is a unique lineup. 118. Now, it's, I don't necessarily love the lineup from a ceiling perspective. Getting ceiling results, because you need 100 plus points pretty much. You need Wineland to knock out Stamen. McGee to, to grapple, grapple screw Wells. Is Magulov to actually do something in one of these fights? Yeah, I mean, this is just a very contrarian lineup with a lot of guys that, you know, you, you have to fade a lot of, a lot of, a lot of high scores possibly on, you have to fade a Hawes knockout, a Cerrone Lausanne fight going the distance for some odd reason. Uh, Duryev not putting up 150 points. You're going to have to fade a lot of stuff here or just hope that you get a ton of knockouts. Okay. So let's go down a little bit. So we found that that's unique. Yes. Okay. We know that a lot of Eddie Wineland lineups are going to be unique. He's going to be the lowest on fighter. He's the lowest price, right? He's also the biggest dog. So let's 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 go let's go to that 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 one one forty range, right? Because we're going up a little bit more. So let's go to that first one forty lineup. Okay, here's one at total one forty. Okay, we got Kelly. So we don't got Wineland in the lineup at least. So Kelly at ten, McGee at twelve, is Magulov at twenty three. Rodriguez at 39, Cerrone at 40, and DePaula at 13. Well, this isn't that bad. Average dupes one. You know, one, two, three, something around there. This could be due. This is a, this is this is more of an under five lineup. This could be unique, depending on the ownership. Because remember, we're going by Rotogrinder's ownership. Maybe DePaula is not 13 and he's and she's 10. Maybe Cerrone doesn't come in at 40. Maybe Cerrone comes in at 36. Maybe some of these guys are a little bit lower owned. And then next thing you know, this is a unique lineup. So at 140, this isn't bad. 49-4. Let's go up to 150 now. 150 total ownership. And let's take a look at the product ownership and the combinations of that. Okay, so we got Chavez. Okay, here's the first 150 lineup. So we got Chavez at 14. 14. Oh, never mind. I'm trying to do everything at once. Chavez at 14, 30 for Wells. There's a 49-7 lineup, but Demir at 23, 39 for Rodriguez, Dawkins at 28, and DePaula at 13. So yeah, four dupes. This could be an under five lineup. This could be an under five lineup. It also could be, maybe it's only dupe once. It could be unique, maybe. Okay, so we're starting to get into the range we're, we're more in the under fives and not in the uniques. So there is a way. There are plenty of lineups, because I'm scrolling all the way up here on, on my screen. We're using two of that 30% owned fighter bucket and only one dog. There are unique lineups there. So the, to me, that's where I would be starting from. Oh, we get the, oh, we even get the questions even being put on the screen. Will this sheet be a part of the next theory of DFS course resources? Yes. 
Something like this. Maybe not this exact sheet. But yes, a combination calculator. Something like this will be available to you. It's it's not that hard to do yourself. Trust me, it isn't. To do what I did in this sheet that you're looking at, you should, even if you're a bare beginner in Excel, you should be able to do this. It is, this ain't hard. This is just, you know, you're using basically basic algebra. Just you're using addition, subtraction, multiplication sometimes. You're not, you're not doing much, right? You multiply, right? What's the product ownership? It's just these, these columns multiplied by each other. I mean, look, product of D9 through D914, right? That's it. Like it's, this, this isn't, this isn't complicated Excel stuff. Now, James, he's the one putting these tools together. He'll be doing something a little bit more complex. That you could still, that's not hard, but I mean, probably, probably, putting a little bit more time than I've put into something like this. I don't mind doing this stuff manually. He's more likely going to make something like this type of sheet where you could put in a sheet with all the projections and all the ownership and have the fight, like you could just select, drop down, select. I have these guys in my lineup. What's the total ownership like? And you could put in your lineups. We're going to try to make it that, like this type of this type of combo calculator where if you wanted to, if you wanted to go into a lineup HQ and build 300 lineups and then export them into a lineups file with all the, the six slots, that you'd be able to go here and cut and paste that in and it tell you all this information about each line. Like that, that's what we're kind of working on. So you're not going to have to go individually. We'll make one where you can do it individually like this, but also one where you could just, as long as you have the project, as long as you have the fighter names and the projections and the salaries, which you can essentially download, you know, from Lineup HQ, the, the slate file, it'll match everything up and then tell you, and then, okay, what lineups do you have? Let's compare them and calculate everything together. That's that, that is what we're working on. Yes. How are you making the determination of what product ownership equals the amount of dupes? Just multiplying the number. This is, this is in. Literally, the method that I taught—it's a blunt method because it doesn't take into account correlation. It doesn't take into account salary dynamics. So it's blunt. It's an—it's a—it's an estimate that I teach in the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15-hour audio DFS masterclass that you could pick up at theoryofdfs.com. So all I'm doing is multiplying this times the the, the entries. There's 31, 31,372 entries. I'm I'm assuming that 0.01% of that is going to be this lineup or whatever that number is. It's probably 0.01 something or other. So if you multiply the product ownership times the field size, right, you should get the number of lineups because it's percentage. Let's say the product ownership was 10%. So you're saying that 10% of lineups in this contest will have this lineup, will have this combination or something like that. Right. And let's say, let's say we go, that's why you have to figure out the combinations like we did before. Obviously, when you're putting in all the fighters, there's only one combination of six fighters that you're absolutely putting in. But let's say, for instance, we take, we take that out just to understand what we're doing. So let's say what you wanted to do as an experiment, I'm going to, I'm going to take off the player groups. So let's say as an experiment, if you wanted to use the both lineup HQ and the combo calculator as a tool. And you're like, what combinations are too high owned in general, right? 
So I could go here and I could just, I could lock four guys. I could lock three guys. Two guys. It, it, our max is 300 on building. But if you use Excel, you could build them even. We're, we're going to try. We're going to try. I'm not guaranteeing anything that you'll be able to build these lineups in Excel. But I'm not, I'm not sure if we get there. Uh, so what you do is like, okay, I want to lock. Uh, I want to play. I want to play Cater, Duraev, Cerrone, and Yanez. And there's 74.50 remaining average salaries. So, okay, I want to play these guys together. So that's 40, 36, 40, 35. So I put that in. 40, 36, 40, 35. And neither of these. Okay? That's 2.02% of lineups of 31,372 or whatever it is on the contest. So if you really look, and that's why this number is 632, right? It's 2.02% of 31,372 is 632 lineups that have this combination, okay? I don't know what the other two fighters are, but this combination, 632 lineups. So how many common, if there were 632 combinations, the average dupes would be one, right? Representing one of each of the combinations. Are you sure about that? No, that's why I say average dupes. So how many combinations of these four fighters are there? Well, I'll just run. I'm just going to run until lineup HQ tells me I can't build any more lineups, right? There can't be that many. Average salaries, that's 74.50. Okay, 33. It ends at 33. So now you put it into 30, you put 33 in. 33 combinate. This represents 2% of the lineups, 632 lineups. And there's only 33 combinations of them. Average dupes, 19. 632 divided by 33. This ain't complicated. I told you before, this ain't complicated. Now, some of these dupes, some of these combinations, the high salary ones, we take a look at them. Like maybe... The Wells Chavez, like this one at 197, we go by the uh, total ownership. Like right here, we have average dupes 19. But this lineup over here, this could be duplicated 30 times. Right. Average dupes, because we're 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 estimating that 632 lineups have this combination. Maybe this is duplicated 70 times. And then we look at one of the lower owned lineups out of this 33. And although we have average dupes 19, this lineup leaves 1,300 on the table, has that combination, but it has Chavez and Wineland in it. Maybe this lineup, because of the salary dynamics and the low-owned Wineland, maybe this is only duplicated twice. Maybe this, maybe this is a unique lineup. Out of these 33 combinations, maybe some of these combinations are duped 30 times. And the other combinations maybe dupe two or three times or one time. You don't know. It's not going to tell you in this case. It's not this this common calculator ain't going to tell you, but it'll tell you the the average dupes. So can you find lineups even with this combination that could potentially be unique? Yes, but most of them aren't going to be. Most of them are actually going to be heavily duplicated. So if you're using a blunt method of trying to find more unique lineups, less duplicate, at least under fives. Doing this and saying, okay, well, I don't want this combination and just eliminate it. Set a group and say, nope. Set a group and say, nope. Set a group and say, nope. And do that and find the find that th- those buckets where you're more likely to find 
unique or less duplicated combination. Of course, you need all the numbers right also. The ownership has to be good, at least directionally accurate. You think someone's going to be 32% owned and ends up being 15% owned, that's going to dramatically affect the types of lineups that you're building. Right, someone, someone that you think is going to be twenty-two percent owned and ends up at thirty-eight percent owned, you can have a lot of lineups that you thought were less duplicated that are heavily duplicated. Okay, so you got to you got to be good on that. That's why I said, like, even even in in, in our ownership, like at Lausanne, we have as eleven. I don't think he's going to be eleven. He'll be more like twenty. Right, Glory to Paula, maybe yet yeah, maybe thirteen. Right, Stamen may not be eighteen, maybe be twenty-two. Right. I don't think we're directionally accurate enough. But like Duran Wynn, I think is going to be a little bit more owned instead of 13, maybe 18. Now, some of the so moving, you know, three or four points in ownership here and there shouldn't affect you that dramatically if you're diving into buckets where it says the average dupes is like one. Because the worst case scenario, if you're off by, you know, maybe at five percentage points in total, maybe you go from a unique lineup to a lineup that's duped twice. Okay. On the fringes, however, 5% difference can mean the difference of, oh, here's a lineup that's duplicate that you thought was going to be duplicated eight times that ends up being duplicated 21 times. Right. You have much more leeway when you, when, if you're going to be off by four or five percentage points on the low end, than say, oh, I'm going to build a lot of under fives, under tens. And they turn out to be on, turn out to be under tens and under twenties. And it's like now your your expected value of your portfolio starts plummeting. It's exponential, right? Every duplication, it's much more exponential. Once, once you get once you get to a certain point, it doesn't matter anymore. Once you get past twenty, typically, it doesn't matter all that much. And then once you get up to like a hundred, I mean, like really, like you're looking for under fives at worst, especially on a fourteen fight card. If you're if you're if you build one hundred and fifty lineups on a fourteen fight card. And end up with like half your lineups over twenties, like like just you're what you're probably one of the most unprofitable uh, MMA DFS players for large field GPPs. Like like that that's you're losing more money than people that just randomly mesh their head against the keyboard. Like that that's that's how bad that is. Okay, so showing you this process this is what this is what I do on Fridays, and this is the same type of mentality you could be taking into. Small option contests, which we're talking about NFL showdown, NBA showdown, small field golf events, MLB, ML, any type of showdown, uh, MLB, uh, two game MLB slates, two game NFL slates, two game NBA slates, or just there aren't that many combinations of players because there's only so many players to choose from. So today in, in, and tomorrow in MMA, we got 28 fighters to choose from. So that sounds like NFL show. That sounds like showdown contest, two game slates, three game slates, where it's like, you know, even in baseball, it's like, oh, it's a two game MLB slate. How do I, how do I build a lineup that makes sense? That is, that is unique. I don't want to split 12 ways. Same type of, you could do the You could do the same. You could use the combo calculator for that also. Right. Of course, it doesn't take into account correlation or salary dynamics. So just understand that it's a, it's a blunt tool. You would have to run actual lineups in order to see what combinations possibly can't exist anyway, right? Because based on this combo calculator, it's just assuming that that it can make, you know, here are the 33 combinations and whatever. 
of this ownership or whatever. But I mean, if you if you if you don't know the combinations that are possible, then you go, oh, okay, I can't play these four fighters together. Yeah, but there it's possible there's there's 300 combinations. It's possible there's only two. High salary, low salary. Like it's not more likely, like for instance, correlation wise, more like it more Yanez lineups are more likely to have Josh Emmett in it than Calvin Cater. Now, why is that? Well, Giannis is 9,400, so you're using more of your salary. Calvin Cater is 8,800, but uh, Josh Emmett 7,400. More If you're playing Stamen and Giannis both in your lineup, right, you're more likely, there are going to be more combinations that have Emmett in it than have Cater, the main, the, the main event tomorrow. Just based on price. Because if you play Cater in this lineup, your average remaining salary is 7433 for three spots. How many combinations are there of those three for only 7400 Not many. Not as many. You take out Cater and you put an Emmett, average remaining player salary is 7900 A lot more combinations. So even the combinations of Stamen plus Yanez is much more likely to have out of those that bucket of combinations, it could be that 80% of those combinations have Emmett and 20% of the combinations have uh, Cater in it. That's what I mean by salary dynamics and correlation. You can go, oh, correlation in MMA, one fight has nothing to do with the other. I'm not talking about sport-based correlation. I'm talking about construction-based correlation. Imagine, let's say you play Stamen, Yanez, and Ramos in the lineup, the three most expensive. Like, you can't even have Cater in your lineup. Right, because you get you can't even fit the other two guys in. So any lineup with Stamen, Giannis, and Ramos together in it, the correlation with Cater is zero. There are there is no combination with Calvin Cater. So think in terms of making the optimal lineup. Let's say Stamen, Giannis, and Ramos all score 150 points. Let's just say. At that point, does it matter what Calvin Cater scores? No lineup could have Calvin Cater and those three fighters. Calvin Cater would legitimately just have to outscore one of these guys or some other combination, right? An underdog, there are other ways to make it happen. So that's what I mean by correlation of players in your lineup based on salary dynamics. The same thing in other sports for positions, right? It's like, like on DraftKings, there's no utility spot. So if Jose Ramirez... Jose Ramirez and Manny Machado have a correlation of zero because you cannot play them together. And of course, the correlation, more lineups that lineups that have Machado are more likely to have Jerickson Profar or Luke Voigt in it. Why? Because they're both on the Padres. The less less correlation with uh Stephen Kwan. Even though some of the price, Trent Grissom versus Stephen Kwan at the same price, they're going to be more Machado Grissom lineups than Machado Kwan lineups. Only because more people, you know, you, you correlate, you stack more in MLB. So that's ha- that has to be taken in consideration when you compute the number of combinations. This This combo calculator doesn't do that. So that's why it's a more, it's a broad, blunt way of doing so. But look, I showed you how you could use this very simple thing in Excel and lineup HQ yourself. Just sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. You'll get this. You'll get the you'll get the projections. You'll get the ownership. You'll get the MMA Ground and Pound podcast. Two hours 
of us breaking down the fights and DFS strategy. Uh, you'll get the expert survey. You'll get you'll get everything, and all the stuff for baseball. You'll get uh, NFL stuff. You'll get uh, you know that's coming up soon, right? We're gonna get we're gonna get golf. Golf's going. U.S. Open's going. Right? Okay, you get golf also. You get a lot of stuff, even in the dog days of summer. So go to rotogrinders.com/slash/premium and get that. And then uh, a lot of the concepts that we talked about today, they're directly out of the theory of daily fantasy sports. If you want a nice structured education of these concepts, mathematics, it's, it's not, this isn't complex math. You don't have to be a PhD in applied mathematics to win at DFS. You have just some amount of mathematical concepts. You can understand the concepts and apply them decently enough. You could be a profitable DFS player. So how to think like that, how to think probabilistically, how to think in terms of combinations and permutations, all the fancy words. Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, theoryofdfs.com, 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. And as I announced on Twitter, a sequel will be coming out next month. And that will include a whole bunch of tools like this in Excel. This is Google Sheets, but I mean, but a little bit more Excel is a little bit more powerful for some stuff. So it'll, it'll include another ten to fifteen hours of audio, talking about more like this. To me, this is an application of concepts. The theory of DFS, the, the first course, is a conceptual course. How to think like a professional DFS player. The second course is how to apply those concepts for profitable strategies. Which obviously you could, if you if you go through this course for fifteen hours. You'll be able to do that yourself. You'll 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 understand the three levers of DFS. You'll understand conceptually how to do everything. But then people need, okay, what's the next step? If you're an advanced player, okay, I get those concepts, but I want to apply them much more consistently and much more profitably in the long run. That's that's what the next course is all about. So that'll come out late next month. I'll be working on that. Right after July 4th, James is already working on uh, the Excel tools. And if you have any feedback, you could always uh, tweet me at Blender HD. If there's something you want to see that maybe I haven't thought about or something, suggestions, just let me know. And I'm always in the Blender's Game Theory channel, right? So subscribe to our premium. You get that, you, that's full access to me. You can post anything you want there. I answer everything. And then we also have three or four coaching calls on Zoom per month where you could come on and I coach you privately, right? In a group setting. So it's like, think of, think of like a little AA meeting or something. You just come on video or audio, you can share your screen and it's never recorded. You could, you could show your results. You could do whatever you want and it's your time. And I, I think the next, next one we have is Sunday, Sunday at three, I believe. Or did we just do one on Sunday or was it Monday? When's the next one? Let me take a look. Yes, Monday. Monday at 8, Monday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. So if you subscribe to Roto-Grinders Premium, join the Blenders Game Theory channel in, 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 our, in our Discord, and you get that. doesn't cost anymore. People ask me about private coaching. I go, I don't offer private coaching. I come out, I, here's a course, and if if you want coaching more more intimate setting, just subscribe to Roto-Grinders. I'm, I'm in there. That's why I'm here. Now, of course, I do this show five days a week, so you could ask anything here also. I don't know. I don't know what I would say to you privately. You should see my personality. I'm not holding anything back. 
Oh, I'll tell you privately, but not publicly. No, I tell everything publicly, right? Just like the, just like my green screen effect publicly, like whatever. We're, we're using StreamYard or whatever, and it's uh, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, but give me those thumbs ups on your way out the door. Thummy thumbs, thummy thumbs, thummy thumbs. Don't dupe me. I told, I showed you how to make less duplicated lineups. Hopefully you don't get the same lineups that I do. But try not to dupe me tomorrow in MMA. Uh, but we got the uh, Grinders Live later today, 5 o'clock Eastern. They'll go over the big MLB slate for today, Dean and the guys, and then Roth with the weather. They'll pretty much say that it's hot. It's hot everywhere. And uh, they'll go over leading you right up at the lock. Hit the notification bell. You'll know when they go live if you subscribe to this channel. And then I will see you. I will see you back on the other side on Monday. Monday's with McCool. We'll be talking still. We always talk about DFS strategy here. We don't necessarily talk about this is how you attack the slate and talking about the fighters or the baseball players or whatever. I just answer your questions. Like I always do about DFS strategy on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. Thank <laughs> you.